In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Smark Smarks, and I am joined, as always, well, most of the time, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Faye. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm back and better than ever. Sorry, after the beatdown I took on, uh, on, uh, TLC in my match selection. Yeah. I uh, decided to tuck my head and run. Uh, actually, that's not why I was exhausted from a long, long weekend. So, um, but that, that'll also be my excuse as to why I took a beat down. Yeah, yeah. You can lose use a lot of excuses. In fairness, even though I won, it's not like I did particularly great in my predictions. It was, it was just such a poor pay-per-view all around that everything that made sense didn't happen yeah i mean let's be honest about it um wwe kind of gave all of us a, a little bit of a beat down there yeah it was not a good pay-per-view overall no but tonight we aren't doing ratings and you did ratings the other yep, day we already did that so we and, won't we uh, won't dwell on the pay-per-view um if you are a new listener to this particular show the premise is pretty simple we take turns challenge each other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling uh we do not discuss these in advance so um these are going to be entirely off the cuff and always entertaining sometimes always entertaining sometimes sometimes you know we just randomly select very bad yeah. concepts as a whole yeah but uh before we get all the way into it though i'd like to remind everyone to make sure to like share and subscribe so that we can continue to grow and continue to provide you with great content um i do think last week worked a little bit better when we only brought one challenge to the table each so I think we're going to continue that today. Uh, DA Fabe, you're going to be up first. What do you got for me? Oh, man. Uh, I didn't realize I was first. It's like springing it on somebody. Bruh. Bruh. Anyway, bruh. 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 <laughs> all right so this is what i want you to do uh, it is going to be a little more in depth i want you to book all the non-title matches that should have been at tlc that weren't oh, <laughs> so, this would be, so this would be the let's see a raw women's championship the smackdown women's championship the uh, w, I'm sorry, the Universal Championship, the WWE Championship, because it wasn't on the line. Um, let's see, I don't think the Intercontinental Championship was on the line, was it? Nope, he was not in attendance at uh, the show. There was no Shinsuke Nakamura to be found. Mm. And of course, uh, there was no uh, AJ Styles, so that would be the US Championship. Um, I think I'm kind of pointing out something here that there were only two tag team championships fought for hmm? in the entire pay-per-view. That's it for championships. Yes, because the Bray Wyatt match was a non-title match. Correct. So that uh, didn't do it. And uh, the Cruiserweight Championship is now uh, semi-officially the NXT domain i guess so we probably won't see it on the raw and smackdown pay-per-views i guess i don't know so yeah um that's a little tough i mean brock lesnar that the the wwe championship feud that'd be that's really tough to book for this considering he has not been around for a month it's a real title and yeah i mean it's just a you know a I mean, he had the Ray match, but that was it. 
yeah, he had the rematch, and then he hasn't done anything, and he hasn't even been around. Like, and you and I have talked before. That's our biggest problem with him being champion. It has nothing to do with him as a wrestler or his skills in any way. In fact, he's very entertaining when he's out there and trying. Right? Yeah. Um, it entirely has to do with the fact that he gets this the championship and then he just disappears, and then we don't have the champion on the shows at all right and so like i i look at this and i mean i could throw out this guy this guy this guy is as uh challengers for brock lesnar's wwe championship um and every one of them would be just as likely and unlikely as the last one because they've literally built no feuds since the match with ray um correct and that's that's where it gets to be really tough uh you know i I feel like they're building to Drew McIntyre eventually challenging for it, except, you know, at that point, then you've got heel versus heel. And that's not unheard of in WWE, but it's not likely in WWE. So, also correct. <laughs> so, you know, I, I would, I would probably, God, it's just so tough. That, that start, one. start with any championship you want. Yeah. Obviously, the champion has to be in it. Yep. Well, and that's that's why you know I I I'm trying to start with him because he's going to be the toughest one, and then the other ones I think we can we can throw together pretty quickly. You know, this or that. I mean, their matches can be thrown together really easily, uh, in some ways. Um, well, remember you can backdate a little bit if you want to have Seth beat Brock for the third time this year and have it be KO and Seth. That's fine. I, 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 uh, I, I, I think that's a cop out myself. But yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna do it with who was the champions going into this. Um, oh, jeez. I'm just trying to think what. Yeah, the fact that Drew McIntyre wasn't even on the pay-per-view at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's among the list of many people who didn't even appear at TLC. Um, I think I'd probably, even though it's heel versus heel, do Brock versus uh, Drew McIntyre. Uh, so was, was TLC in like a uh, uh, place that people are boycotting that all these wrestlers didn't show up? No, I, I don't think it's even that they did. I think WWE was just like, um, we got nothing. Yeah. Now, in Brock's case, I'm sure he had probably reached the number of scheduled matches for the year, you know, and said, "I'm off for the rest of the year. See you guys next year." Um, but 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 you have a title. Doesn't matter. Do you yeah. want to contract again? <laughs> yeah. So so Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar. That would be a hell of a match. It would also be a great way for them to build. Maybe a longer running feud uh, leading up to Drew challenging for it again at like WrestleMania or something like that, right? What type of match? You know, I think just kind of looking at the card the way they had it set up, I think this one could be one of the basic matches. You know what I mean? Just the the standard match. Doesn't have to be a TLC match. Oh, uh, just a normal match. Just a normal match. But it would be a fast one. Um, it would be one of those where Drew McIntyre gets caught off guard and F5, Suplex City, F5, pinned. You know what I mean? Uh, and it would feel like a burial, but it could be building up to the longer storyline of him coming back, bringing himself back up to the top, winning the Royal Rumble maybe, and then having a real match at, at WrestleMania, at which point he could have a better showing. So... I'm not 100% happy with that choice, but that's probably what I would do just looking at the roster as I can see right now. Um, The United States Championship, well, this kind of writes itself um, because going into TLC, the champion is Rey Mysterio. uh, And um, AJ Styles could easily be slotted in for a rematch you know, yeah, one last I, shot. I forgot that he was he was the champ. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, going after one more shot at getting my title back, and then he loses, and then they could still do what they're doing now, setting up uh, Seth Rollins to challenge for it next week. So that's uh, simple. Uh, one championship that you didn't specifically mention on it, which frankly doesn't really need to be on a pay-per-view one way or another, is the 24-7. 
Um, so that one's pretty simple. You have R-Truth running around. You have a pack of jobbers like Shelton Benjamin. I don't mean to call Shelton Benjamin a jobber. I really need to stop using the term. Um, but let's just say mid-card and lower mid-cards uh, like Titus O'Neil, Shelton Benjamin, um, No Way Jose, Mojo Raleigh. You know, all of those guys, Jinder, well, Jinder's, I guess, injured right now. Um, Eric Young, you know, uh, Kurt Hawkins, you know, chasing them down. Uh, you could even, as far as I know, Kurt Hawkins hasn't won the 24-7 championship yet. So I think you throw throw him a roll-up victory over R-Truth, and then almost immediately R-Truth gets up, does his kick and then and then pins him and gets it back so that's pretty simple so i've done i think that's the the rest of the raw stuff so now let's think about the smackdown championships um so we've got uh well bray wyatt was on it and wrestled but it was a non-title match so we don't have to worry about that um so that's really intercontinental is only one we have to worry about there um shinsuke versus so you just went with bray versus miz and made it a title match no it's i'm just saying it was already on the on the card so even though it was a non-title match i i can't book him to be uh in a non-title match and then immediately following a title match you could book him in a uh the fiend in a title match uh, the fiend still featured in the non-title match uh, towards the end um, now, I, I was 100% expecting, and this is what I think WWE still should have done. I was 100% expecting it to be Miz beats up on Bray Wyatt for a while, throws him out of the ring, Bray Wyatt rolls underneath the ring, comes out the other side with the Fiend mask on, then beats the tar out of the Miz. That's the way I expected it to happen. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, so I'm just trying to think who I could have challenging for the Intercontinental Champion. Intercontinental. Intercontinental Galaxy Gap. Yeah, no, it doesn't work. I was trying to do a Beastie Boys thing there. Um, nom, 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 nom. God, they're really, right now, I'm, I'm looking through the SmackDown roster and I just, jeez. SmackDown just seems really thin right now. I mean, with the suspensions and a lot of injuries. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you almost have to do like a, a baby face like Shorty G going after the Intercontinental belt. Uh, okay. Cause, well, I mean. Well, wrong who, brand, first off, but go on. Shorty G's on SmackDown. You sure? I am looking right now at the roster. Shorty oh, G. no, that's that's right, because Viking Raiders are, no, didn't, didn't, uh. Ali and Shorty G go up against Viking Raiders just this week for or on Monday? Not yesterday, but the week before. Um, not against Viking Raiders, no. Uh, they went up against Heavy Machinery. Heavy Machinery. Okay. Never mind. Uh, my mistake. I don't know. But, because, yeah, both Mustafa Ali and Shorty G are on SmackDown. But, uh, but yeah, because, I mean, I'm just looking down the, the SmackDown roster, and I guess I could have done Apollo Crews. Uh, but Biggie's SmackDown champion, Big Show's inactive. Could have done Bo Dallas, but that seems—I mean, not to take anything away from Bo Dallas, it just seems too random and meh. Braun Strowman would be would have been a good one, but he's apparently injured. So Cesaro is on uh, Nakamura's side, so that yeah. makes no sense. Curtis Axel. Oh. Ali well, would be fine. You could have done Ali. Yeah, Ali would have been maybe my second choice with with Shorty G. But I just man, as stacked as the SmackDown roster is, it just seems so thin. And I think some of that, some of that is a lot of injuries. A whole lot of. Um, but well, what I actually what I think it is is thin in the in the main event, and that makes the mid card feel thin because you're not gonna have. You know, you could peel away the Baron Corbin versus Roman match there, maybe, and then then you could put Baron Corbin in that match, but that's heel heel, and that rarely ever happens. And so, and because Becky Lynch was in the uh, 
women's tag match, I really can't have her then also defend the Raw Championship, women's championship. But I don't know who I would have had her defend against that way anyways. So that really only leaves the SmackDown Women's Championship uh, to worry about. And of course, Bailey wasn't on, on the show at all. So uh, they're obviously building to a Bailey versus Lacey Evans. But I think it would have been too early for them to have done that particular match. So, um, and they just did Bailey versus Dana Brooke on the go home. Sure. So I'd say... You're implying that they have to have a um, a storyline to some of these, though, and they don't. No. Obviously, they don't. No, I'm not impl- implying. I'm just saying they're obviously building the Lacey Evans. In fact, that's what most people thought was going to be the match going into it, uh, and they decided to wait till Royal Rumble with it. And so now I'm just looking at who else is available. Ember Moon's injured. Uh, Mickey James is no longer an active wrestler. Uh... Sonya Deville's a heel and uh, right now in a feud with Alexa Bliss and, and uh, Nikki Cross with, of course, Randy Rose in there. Is that uh, the best feud on SmackDown right now other than Daniel Bryan versus... It very well might be. That's why I think, I, you know, I was going to say like SmackDown. I was going to say, say Bailey versus Dana and Brooke, but they literally just did that on Friday. That's not saying they couldn't have done it again. Uh, well, especially right. with with the the gimmick to this paper. Yeah, they easily could have, but I think I think uh, Bailey versus Carmella could have been a good match. Just a you know Bailey has to defend Carmella's uh, former SmackDown Women's Champion. We'll fill that in. You could have Lacey Evans come out and watch the match, or maybe color comment or whatever on it. Uh, yeah. I think that's about how how I go. Although, I mean, judging by Raw, I could have uh, put Diana Perazzo in uh, one of those matches there. Um, yeah, but that that didn't happen until Raw. I mean, I guess not. I guess if we're doing pull-ups, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It maybe maybe this this is probably a good explanation for why it was such a bad show. We're having trouble booking fantasies. Yeah. Well, and that's what I kind of said that on the on the review. The the they didn't build enough feuds going into it to have those matches. But that still doesn't mean. I mean, I'm just going down. Here are some people from Raw who did not even appear. I'm not saying wrestle, but you can. These are people who could still appear. You know, in either a backstage vignette or building something in the future. You know. Uh, but AJ Styles didn't. Uh, uh, Cedric Alexander didn't appear. Drew McIntyre did not appear in any way. Eric Rowan didn't appear in any way. Um, going down the list a little bit farther, uh, Ricochet didn't appear on the show in any way. Seth Rollins didn't appear on the show in any way. You know, those are some big names just from Raw that they didn't even have like in the backstage segment saying. You know, I mean, AJ Styles saying, well, you know, so-and-so's not going to beat me at the next match or whatever. I mean, they there were a lot of things they could have done, and they just didn't. And and that is part of why when it ended half an hour early, it just felt like such a letdown. Because there were so many things they could have thrown into it, even as just backstage vignettes to build for the future, you know? Uh, you know, I'm not saying you have Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross... Uh, wrestle a match against Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose at TLC. Uh, but you could have had a backstage vignette where Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross were like, well, we showed up here because we were going to challenge Fire and Desire, uh, but they're too chicken to show up. And then that builds uh, Alexa and, and Nikki as, you know, badasses looking for a fight, and it helps the, the chicken shit heal uh, of Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, you know? Yeah. So, and 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 even more importantly, it fills five to ten minutes. You know. Yeah. So you're not ending a half hour early. Yeah. Um. And I mean the same thing. Like I said, could could have been done with AJ Styles or Shinsuke Nakamura or uh, Mustafa Ali and Shorty G. Or you know, I mean, the, there are all these things that could have been done, even just as like just appearance vignettes that would have helped fill out the pay per view and make it feel like stuff actually happened, right? I mean, the fact that your biggest name on Raw, 
uh, and I use the quotes on it, is Seth Rollins, right? And he just started this whole, um, I'm a bad guy, and look, I've got these this muscle that's going to beat up anyone I, I point them at, right? Why he didn't even appear at TLC, right? Yeah. It makes no sense to me. I mean, you had a perfect ch- chance to he- show him off as the badass that he is. Yeah, oh, but he's only going to be a heel to, to, to Kevin now, because... Because he's okay with everybody else that he chewed out the week before. I don't know. I don't Anyways, know. but no, I mean, you know, you're right. Is it? It is hard to fantasy book uh, additional matches. But part of it is, as I said before, the fact that so many of these big names that should be involved in something didn't have any solid feuds going into it. And yeah, yeah. So you could you could have one-off matches. You could have Shinsuke versus Shorty G or Mustafa Ali or, or you know, uh, S- Scott Dawson while well, he actually uh, wrestled in a match on the pay-per-view. So never mind that. Tucker. <laughs> or, or Otis. You know, and, and, uh, Lince Dorado. I mean, there are there are a lot of people you could have had him have a random match with um, and it would have yeah. made as much sense as any of the other ones. Because you haven't built any real feud for your intercontinental champion. The intercontinental title. Yeah, you are nothing but a grain of sand in the Sahara Desert, and I am the whole desert. What? (laughs) I'm more confused now than when you first started this. Somehow or another, I'm also hyped. I'm confused and hyped at the same time. I'm confiped. Anyway, intention. Ah, well, that was that was not an easy one, uh, but the, not for. But, but I think it was. I mean, it was it was as fair as I can possibly be. I, I yeah. didn't want to. I mean, I didn't. I'm not saying that I didn't want to give you an easy one, but uh, it wasn't in, with the intent of being hard. I just literally wanted to know. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I was gonna say. It wasn't an easy one. But not because of anything like any nefarious plot from you. It just wasn't an easy one because WWE has not made it easy for those no. particular people. No, and, and the whole concept is, I mean, the the idea that it's hard to book a pay-per-view with title matches is almost repulsive in terms of, of what it does to wrestling. Yeah. Um, and and they do this late booking thing and I I I mean this felt like Daniel Bryan saying I'm not going to Saudi Arabia sorry to mention the country but um that's what it felt like to me and you know it was like well I I mean I get it Daniel uh now what yeah. <laughs> you know it was it was Bischoff booking right alongside uh uh Russo and just saying Okay, then what happens? Yeah, then what? Uh, I don't know. Nothing. Well, that's it. It's the end that's of the it. episode. <laughs> that seems to be WWE's uh, train of thought right now is they're, they're booking literally two weeks at a time. And as we saw last night, we really didn't get anything built from it either. No. It's not, it's not like all of a sudden people are like, oh, that feud. Mm-hmm. That started last night. That's great feud. No. Yeah, well, I mean, that that would have been a perfect time to start the uh, U.S. title feud with uh, Ray versus Seth Rollins. Have Ray in a match defending his U.S. title against somebody, Grand Metalik, you know, or something. I don't know. Um, and just, then... I mean, yes, it would be a glorified house show to make him jobbers, a jobber setup or to, to you know, to get to get stuff thrown out but for heaven Stacy you had a you had the world championship thrown out recently at hell in a cell and I know I'm, I'm not trying to harp on that by any means what I'm saying is build me something give me yeah. give me but that's my right point story, man. yeah you have you have uh Rey Mysterio defending it against Lindsay Dorado or someone you know one of those people and then you have Akam and Razor come out and absolutely destroy him and and Ray standing in the ring like what the heck and Ray gets the you know uh DQ victory or or even DQ loss if they attacked Lindsay 
you know, but he retains the championship. And then Seth comes out and says, you know, I'm I'm coming after you. It would it would have been a way to build something at the pay per view, but instead they're like, nah, now nah, we'll end half an hour early and then do it all on Raw for no reason. I guess theoretically maybe that was their plan, time to finish, but. I just feel like 10 o'clock Eastern, or 11 o'clock, I'm sorry, 11 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Central is a better time. Yeah. Well, and the simple fact is, if they wanted it to end then, don't start it at 7 o'clock. Start it at 8, you know? And then it would have ended at 10.30 instead of 9.30, and I would have felt just fine with it, right? Yeah. But when you start them so early and then you end at 9.30 Central... It feels like a letdown to us, you know? Yeah. Anyways, we could continue to harp on the pay-per-view last night or the other night. That uh, was, by the way, that was the least booked fantasy booking I think we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really, it wasn't a malice intent. No, I know. No, it I, was not. It was, this was entirely WWE's fault. So. Entirely. So I will move on to something that I would at least argue is nicer. My challenge for you. Well, okay. I was going to have you book the Christmas tie-in match for next week's Raw, but since it's (laughs) pre-taped, it's already happened. So that's no fun. Instead, I need you to... Uh, well, it's going to be multi-part, but first... You've been planning that for a while, too. That's a, that's the sad part. That, that, that's what, yeah, yeah, it makes me angry that they pre-taped. <laughs> I mean, sure, people want to have Christmas week off so they can go be with their family. No. Um, but seriously, guys, you what ruined was my day. Uh, but so instead, I need you to... Uh, this is going to be multi-part. First, you need to round out the Nightmare Collective in AEW with at least one more member. Uh, and then I need you to book the feud and then the eventual match at Revolution at the end of February. The feud for the Nightmare Collective? Yes. Who are they feuding with? Possibly multiple people. Are you are you asking me who I think the guy in the chair is? No. I'm saying I, I want you to, to book the storyline. Who is the next and final member of Nightmare Collective? Is it Chris Statlander? Is it someone else? And who are they going to feud with going into the pay-per-view? Because they've got a long time to build for this pay-per-view. Uh, the pay-per-view is February 29th, I believe. I believe next year is the last year. All right. So, Anyways. I just, I so, don't want to miss a very, very good women's um, person to add. Mm-hmm. So I'm going directly to their website. Duh. Uh, the women's division in AEW is probably the division that I feel they need to fill out a little bit more than most. Um, not saying that any of the ones in there are not good. Uh, you uh, you and I have talked about, I'm a big B Priestley fan. I love Chris Statlander. Hikaru Shida might be my favorite women woman in all of AEW. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like, like right now so many of them are who like if if i were to ask you to describe leva bates character without using the name uh librarian how could you do that oh that's a good question i get what you're saying there but that's describe not... big swole's character it's interesting you mention her because i think that's maybe where i'm going with this uh so so there's there's really there's two that stand out to me on this list as as people who gain something by joining um and a couple that stand out to that stand to gain something by feuding so i'm gonna go with the joining is gonna come down to either um shanna or big swole and i think shanna for right now shanna looks looks to be the one that they're going to push on face. So I'm going to say Big Swole, which really, really emphasizes this powerful group. Um, and Big Swole needs some wins, and, and you know, I don't think that hurts them at all. She's, she's, I mean, she just doesn't have much there, and she didn't have much character. and So that's where I'm going first. That's right. going to be the person who I add to it. Um, because of the size and power of that team, 
Um, we, I think we obviously see that the galaxy's greatest alien, Chris Statlander, it's the goofiest gimmick. It really is. <laughs> yes. Good. But somehow or another, it worked. Yeah. At least for me. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, it'll be her. It'll be an unlikely um, combination of Chris Statlander and Nyla Rose, because you know how I love my Nyla. And, I don't know, well, probably Shanna. I mean, I love what Shanna does in a ring. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna go with Shanna. I it, I was I was tempted to take Sadie or Penelope, but I I mean let's let's put a win on the record at all <laughs> um, <laughs> before we start doing that. I mean, Leva Bates has a win and Sadie Gibbs doesn't. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sadie has won on the tag team. Sorry, I, I made that made a mistake there. I think Shanna has impressed so much in her matches that this unlikely unlikely combination of three um, can carry there, um, and you know it allows for the, this awesome Kong, big swole, big powerful combination to come out and whoever. What's the new chick? I don't even remember what her name is. Which one? The one that the, with the shaved head from the audience. Oh yeah, um, uh, Melissa, on... Melissa Cross, Melissa something rather like that. She's not even at a match. Yeah. Also, she hasn't even had magic. A larger, more powerful-looking person, yes. and it allows for some of these other more gimmicky stuff to you know we can see Emmy still have her matches and and um, how is Britt Baker not the number one contender right now? Uh, that's gonna be her. Um, she technically is number one on the rate rankings right now. Yeah. But she's got a match with Chris Statlander um, on Dynamite tomorrow. That is going. She to hasn't even had a title shot. Uh, she had one. She she had one at uh, the last pay per view. No, was the last one. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway. And I think because Britt Baker versus Rio is something that needs to continue their their leaps and bounds the top top performers um emmy can still be annoying and interfere um God, i kind of want to see more of her car Sheeta too though but i think she's like title contender level and i think all these others are are something that you can really develop some characters with and they need characters development i didn't realize b Priestley's record's that bad yeah that's kind of the tough thing because B Priestley is really good. But. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have Awesome Kong, Big Swole, and Melissa something. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what her name is. Taking on Chris Statlander, Shanna, and Nyla Rose, and then I I think that you have like a Shanna turn on Chris Statlander and Nyla Rose in a. Uh, three on three match. Um, it it would have to be the first gimmick gimmick match. I mean, you can do trios, but I think you set up some type of gimmick match here so that the turn gets really really. Um, it allows you to now that that uh, uh, Britt Baker and Riho is over and somebody's the new champion and there's a feud with say Emmy or with. Um, you know, whomever it may be, uh, it's really it's really going to come down to Hikaru or Emmy. Um, so you have you know the four; those are obviously the four top right now, with Nyla being right under that. I think we can all agree yeah. for the most part. Me- Melanie Cruz is her name. Melanie Cruz. I was really okay. close, but I was off. So we allow that 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 title picture to clean up a little bit. Um, you have those top four, and then out of this with, with Shanna turning her back, maybe even with a betrayal to Brandy from that team becomes this, like, she, this puts Shanna at the top of this group of just monsters, and I think that would be really, really cool to watch um, with Shanna getting a dark turn later and that it shows how strong Chris Statlander and Nyla are by them, you know, defending but still taking a beat down at Revolution um, at the hands of four people and, you know, uh, Brandy kind of gets pushed to the side and now she's, you know, she gets kicked out of her own Nightmare Collective. That's what I'd like to, I mean, I don't think, I I think, uh, 
I think Brandy is the weakest link <laughs> in this whole feud. Uh, some people would probably give us crap for saying it, but I think Brandy, and this is nothing against Brandy Rhodes. I want to be not 100%. A, it's, it's whatever this thing is. Like, like you can just, I don't know. They, they're trying so hard to not have her be Stephanie McMahon. That it's coming off as a really bad Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> I see, and I'm the opposite. I, I, to me, I, I don't have a problem with the character that they're doing with her and all that. But when you look down the the women's roster in AEW, Brandy Rhodes might be the weakest link on it. Oh no, Leva uh, Bates. See, and I character. I, I think, I think Leva Bates' character might be a weaker link. But in in ring skills, I give Leva Bates a little bit of an edge over Brandy. Uh, but that's that's me. But and and I, once again, I want to be clear. I'm not trying to dog on Brandy because she is skilled and she has improved vastly uh, in the last two years watching her. But you know, Leva Bates has been wrestling on the Indies for years, decade even. You know, uh, and Brandy very very famously talks about how uh, it, when she was signed with WWE, they wouldn't really let her train as a wrestler. They were just 100% convinced that she needed to be an uh, announcer. And she tried and tried and tried to uh, get trained as a wrestler and kept getting shot down. Um, and, and so it's really only been since they left WWE that she started training as a wrestler. And to me, it kind of shows. Whereas, like I said, Leva Bates, uh, she's been wrestling with Shimmer since 2009, so that's a decade there. She started her career in 2006. She spent two years in NXT as a wrestler. You know, I I just give her a little bit of an edge in the in the overall training department. I think so. Okay. Well, anyway, but, I think I think the big push that this could really bring is is a Shanna push to the top. Mm-hmm. Um, Shanna is world champion material um who needs who needs a storyline just really really needs a storyline and i think um nyla overcoming big group odds especially with them being uh awesome kong and and it doesn't matter who it is awesome kong and automatically creates a push for nyla even if she takes the beat down if you know if it looks like two on one she's holding her own and then shanna's turn is what gets it to be the beat down that makes nyla still look strong mm-hmm. uh, it lifts up it elevates shanna um but especially in the character category because in the ring we've i think we can all agree she's phenomenal um it elevates nyla from that um, Chris Statlander is solid right now, no ifs, ands, or buts. And and if Chris Statlander just has her holds her own against Awesome Kong in the ring uh, at the beginning of the match, you know where where she's dominated over Awesome Kong, and it takes interference from Brandy or something like that to to you know get her to have to tag in Nyla or whatever it may be or Shanna. Um, I think the Shanna turn needs to be against Nyla though. Um, where and Chris Land- Statlander be out with an injury from, say, a fifth member or something like that. I don't think you have to have the fifth member, though. Um, it could just be an injury, a uh, kayfabe injury. Um, you know, and, and Big Swole and Nyla, and, or I'm sorry, Big Swole and Awesome Kong and um, Shanna just start beating the tar out of people with, with Melissa or what, what did you say her name was again? Cause she's not uh, on the roster. Melanie Cruz. Melanie Cruz. Um, they just start beating the crap out of those other two with Brandy screaming from the sides. And I think that gives you time for Shanna to be part of it and then to overthrow Brandy. I just think it gives, there's, there's more, I don't know. There's something to the idea of Brandy eventually being overthrown and not by awesome Kong. I would say of all of those that I just mentioned, including Nyla, including um, Chris Statlander, who we all love right now, in, including uh, Shanna, who we all love right now, uh, of all of those, the one that's a standalone character is Awesome Kong. She's got a history, and she is very good in the ring. Um, 
at the big, strong, powerful woman. Very good at the indestructible. And for that, that's why I think you have her be the one that other people get over with. And I think that's why she was brought on. Yeah, most likely. I I think it adds something to Big Swole to be, you know, part of a team. That it adds, it adds early Randy Orton to that team. Uh, That's what I think. So, um, I don't know. I'm down with that booking. Uh, while we're talking about Nightmare Collective, who do you think the bald guy was? Who do I think the bald guy was? I don't think he's on the he's showing on the roster right now. Yeah. So yeah. I have to imagine. Um, but it's not somebody who's showing on the roster. I don't know. I I can't. So the rumor has it that that it's either Raven or. Um, who was the other one? Vampiro. Vampiro. I cannot physically in my head imagine either of them bald. That doesn't, and it's because I haven't looked them up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to see it be Dustin, and then you could actually put all of that together. You know, um, that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see it be Dustin. Um, it's not gonna be. I don't know. So you think it's Raven though, right? I don't know how much of it's wishful thinking on my part um, because I do see the potential for it to be Vampiro as well. Uh, Vampiro has been uh, uh, sporting a either closely cut head hairstyle or shaved head in the recent past uh, through Lucha Underground and and AAA uh, for five years or so now. So it was easy for me to potentially see that as him. Um, but uh, but if I were to choose who I wanted it to be, I would be way more happy to, for it to be Raven. Uh, you know, uh, you know, kind of coming in and uh, making a stand as potentially the mastermind, the brains behind an operation. Raven currently doesn't hasn't rocked a fully shaved head, but a lot of the recent pictures of him, he's. Uh, has some pretty short blonde hair, so him shaving would not have been really hard for me to to see him doing because it wouldn't have been losing much hair at all. So, um, but it's tough. It's tough either way, and that's why. I mean, it's going to be fun to find out one way or another. Um, I I'd I like think... Dustin. I will say that there is rumor also for some guy named Dr. Oh, what was his last name? Yeah, I saw those rumors. He wasn't a guy I was familiar with at all. So, So, um, yeah. And dude looks a little bit the same build. Um, Again, I'd rather, I I really, I hope it's Dustin. I don't have a clue who it actually is. Yeah, I, I think they've built too much up with Dustin being um being involved with like the young bucks recently and being the mentor guy uh and the face that i don't think it's going to be dustin i think it, it seemed pretty obvious to me that it was someone that we had not seen in aew yet one way or another that's why they hit his face so much um See, and, and I was getting a different vibe. I was I was seriously getting the we we can't maybe 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 I'm a smart. Um, we can't tell anybody about you yet. You know the the uh, mastermind that even his brother doesn't know about. Nah, see, and I I didn't get that at all. To me, it especially the way she leaned down and kissed his head. Uh, that is not the way uh, you kiss your brother-in-law's head. So, and how exactly do you kiss your brother-in-law's head? I do not, because he lives in Phoenix, so <laughs> I don't ever have to deal with that. And he also doesn't pay, pay any attention to professional wrestling, so I don't have to deal with him ever hearing that. So. <laughs> uh, so. Christmas just got a little weird for you, didn't it? No, no, because I won't see him for Christmas because, once again, Phoenix. No, but you could. No, Maybe he'll no. make a random trip. No, trust me. He does not make random trips. He he uh, he is way more likely to make a random trip to uh, Namibia or uh, Nigeria than he is to make a random trip to Nebraska. He comes back to Nebraska maybe once every two years, if that. Uh, yeah. So, 
<laughs> I still think it would be great if you kissed your brother-in-law's head at some point. Nope, not gonna happen. Not gonna. Actually, it would be equally entertaining if I kissed my brother-in-law's head. He uh, he would definitely uh, be creeped out by that. He'd be like, "What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> what, what the hell, yo?" <laughs> Stop. Speaking of which, I am having Christmas with my brother-in-law. Fun times. <laughs> well, we will move on, I think, to our newest addition to this podcast. Nullify, vilify, or deify. That's right. It is our shameless copy of Fire Push Berry, where we just control C, control V, and then change the name. Uh, the rules are simple. You must nullify someone out of wrestling entirely, vilify one person to the bottom of the card, and then deify one just like Hogan over Andre. That was a good analogy. So, DFAB, your choices this week. Okay, go for it. Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, and Drake Maverick. Woo! All right. Um, I think I'm gonna surprise you with who I who I nullify altogether. Um, and I'm just gonna say he's had a pretty decent career. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and nullify. Yeah, I'm gonna nullify Zack Ryder. Um, you've had a good long career, bud. The other two need a little time. Need a little exposure. I mean, aren't they all basically vilified right now? At the moment, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> At most times. Just most times as a whole. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna nullify Zack Ryder. Not because I don't love him, because I think he's great. I think he's incredibly entertaining. But he also has his own TV his own YouTube channel that's pretty dang successful. Um looking for a plug there, fella. He's <laughs> um, the Michael Jordan of figure collecting. Yeah. Of wrestling figure collecting. Yeah. I he's said he is the thousand dollar broski. <laughs> and he's you know he's a former internet champion um in case you only, can't tell i've been known to watch some wrestling fig hunts so the only former internet champion that should be said mm-hmm. uh, and probably i guess then that makes him also the current internet champion yeah he's never been beat for it no no never has um the harder part is to decide you know because Hawkins doesn't have the mic skills, obviously, that Drake Maverick does. Um, but his in-ring skills are more believable, maybe I should say. I mean, Drake Maverick, I push him on 205 Live all day long or on the, the Cruiserweight title. But that's a tough push overall. Um, I think I think Drake Maverick can, can still do fine if he's vilified and he's at the bottom of the card and he just lives off of his mouth so and and let him use his mouth all the way his promo skills um not in a 24 7 feud and then i'll deify kurt hawkins all the way on up to intercontinental championship i mean let's be realistic here with kurt hawkins <laughs> nothing yeah. against you kurt love you but you know i mean yeah i'm not pushing you to the to the world title i'm not pushing any of the three of them if i was going to push any of the three it would be zach Ryder. so if i had to push them to a wwe or universal championship i would change that up but i feel like i can limit it to intercontinental as well i get you i get you so who you got for me oh i'm gonna go back to that same page that i was just on and i'm gonna go with ae dubs is where we're going going to the women's division because you just had a, a quiz on that and I'm going to go with the biggest names in the women's division I'm going to go with Awesome Kong Riho who's a pretty huge name right now and I would actually say Allie's a bigger name than Chris Statlander right now so I'm going to go with Allie okay because I am not pleased with Allie's new character go back to old Allie see and I don't have a problem with a new character uh, yet but uh, I it'll, feel that getting really weird and not good. It, it the reason I said yet is it's all going to depend on when she gets into a ring and actually wrestles because the new character 
in my opinion, is one that demands a new style. You know what I mean? Yeah. She can't just wrestle as old Allie. At that point, she loses me with the new character. Uh, How is the the villain the bunny? Yeah. That's what drives bunny. Hey, bunnies are vicious. Have you not seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail? <laughs> I just or, think of I just think of that book that I read in fifth grade called Banicula, which there were like seven volumes of it about a vampire bunny that sucked the juice out of vegetables. And uh, my fellow Buffy the Vampire Slayer fans will also say that bunnies are very, very suspicious and evil creatures. And what's with all the carrots? Why do they need such good eyesight? But. Oh, okay. So Rio. Yeah. This is a a tough one for for a lot of reasons. Um, Because I don't I don't dislike Rio. I think she's a she's she's a very good wrestler. She doesn't have a character. But right now she doesn't have a character. And and that's why I'm really I'm really ready for a different women's champion. Uh someone with like I'm I'm all about Hikaru Shida right now. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so, she's fantastic. She's fantastic. She's got a look and a character when she comes out. There's a whole thing going on on being the elite uh, right now that's kind of a fun joke that's going on where uh, Michael Nakazawa is uh, trying to figure out why he doesn't get like more matches on Dynamite and wh- why Rio Rio gets pushed and and Hikaru Shida gets pushed and he doesn't and uh, Kenny Omega just to try to get away from him said well you just you need to lift more you need to bulk up because you know uh uh you're you're too lightweight for for this so he starts lifting weights and he's you know thinking he's doing so good and then hikaru shida just walks in and grabs like four weights heavier than him and starts doing dumbbell curls with these heavier weights and he's like oh yeah so um but i i love hikaru shida uh and I, I don't have, like I said, I don't have anything against Riho. She's just kind of bland to me. Uh, but I don't, I like, I don't want her out of wrestling. And that's where this one is tough is because none of those three do I really want to vilify or do I want to nullify all the way out of wrestling. Um, but of those three, if I had to nullify one all the way out of wrestling right now, gun to my head. Oh, I'd probably nullify Rio. We're gonna disagree on this one. Go for it. Okay. I I I would probably God, it's it's tough, but uh I I can't nullify Awesome Kong. I just can't. Um, I also on the other side can't deify her right now, and so I think deified in general. I I think of those three, I would nullify Rio. I would vilify Awesome Kong and I would deify Allie. Ouch! But, but those those are are not uh, who I would actually nullify, <laughs> vilify, or deify in the women's division. Uh, no, I mean I I picked the three a, biggest. I didn't pick them. It's names. Um, not the best performers. God, biggest because. As as a whole, Riho is a better performer than Awesome Kong, mm-hmm. but she's not as big a name as Awesome Kong. But that, I mean, the the thing is, the reason I, I I couldn't nullify Awesome Kong is I feel like she has so much to give the other women in AEW in terms of just experience and and well, you I mean, know, but coaching I mean, she's Boss, which is, she's at 50-50 right now. Mm-hmm. One loss, one win. The loss was a dirty loss, but it's still a loss. Um, you know, I think there's value to her losing um, and not being in the championship picture. I also think there's value in her destroying people outside of the, you know. But, um, like, if, if, if I were opening it up to the entire women's division, Emi Sakura would be my nullify. <laughs> well, I, yeah, because she's what is she, 87, 88? Yeah, something like that. 890. I don't know. She's been when, around forever. When AEW decides to do a women's tournament, they're going to call it the Emmy Sakura um, Classic. Yeah, Memorial Classic. <laughs> she's still going to be alive, but they're still going to call it the Memorial. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Emmy. Please don't beat the crap out of me. Yeah. Oh, she could beat the crap out of both of us, 
but that doesn't mean I like her character at all. So, well, uh, and, and the Freddie Mercury thing maybe worked in Japan, but it's it's not working here. It's falling uh, flat. Yeah, I don't. I, and the, the here's the thing: the the sad part about the Freddie Mercury character thing is the best thing that's happened from it was hearing Jr. say something as dumb as. That's the most oriental Freddie Mercury's ever looked. Yeah. That's the best thing that comes from that character domestically. I'm sure in Japan it goes over like a, like a million bucks. Um, you know, it's just not good here. It just it that character is not working. Um, and and I think part of the reason it's not working. I mean, you put that character on Fandango um, in terms of his charisma. It's through the roof, but I just don't think Emmy has that charisma domestically to do that. Yeah. And maybe I'm wrong. Well, and the thing is, uh, I just, I don't think that, that, I don't think Freddie Mercury as a gimmick gets over in America like it would in uh, a foreign yeah. country just in general. Well, uh, I mean, Japan as, as the birthplace of karaoke. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a certain appreciation for big time uh, Im- imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Is that right? Yeah. You know that that flattery um, here. It's like, what's that have to do with wrestling? Yeah. And, and it's, it also doesn't help that uh, Christopher Daniels, when he comes out, he also carries a microphone very similar to that, like yeah. Freddie Mercury, and has a very similar kind of gimmick. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not a direct copy of Freddie Mercury. It's a, I'm a rock star. Yeah. Gimmick. But. I don't know. But anyway. yeah. We we should probably uh, invent a new uh, thing where we, uh, instead of fire push barrier, vilify, nullify, deify, we should just do a top 10 ranking where I give you 10 names and you have to rank them 1 to 10, 1 being the best. It would be less painful. It would be less painful. You could just do a top five ranking if you're giving the names. Yeah, but but I guess less painful is not uh, not the name of the game on this. No, no. By the way, just so you know, apparently I have something against people who've had long and tenured careers because I was I was throwing out Awesome Kong, um, and I was I was gonna yeah I was gonna vilify vilify alley so i was gonna do exactly what there is right now if if, if it needed to be, happen but, like I, say, uh, I mean there's there's no perfect answer with that particular scenario but there's no perfect answer with any particular scenario because uh, uh I mean, like I, the one i, I threw to you i didn't want to fire zach Ryder. i just yeah. said woo, woo, woo. <laughs> he never said it like that it was those woo 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 yeah, I know, but I can't do the woo 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 right. You just, so I did, just did it. Woo 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 woo. Anywho's. Anyway. <laughs> so, well, I think after dead air, we're gonna be under an hour on this one. Uh, yeah, most likely. I think that'll bring us to the end of this. Uh, before I get to the full outro, I did want to mention um, if I sound different, it's because I'm using a different microphone on this particular episode, trying something out. Don't know if it's working or not working, so we'll see. Um, I mean, it's obviously working because DA Fabe can hear me, uh, but whether it sounds better or worse or the same, we'll find out. But um, if you have opinions, whether you liked this microphone or the previous one, you can always tweet at me at Raw and Order WBU on Twitter. Um, you can tweet at DA Fabe at, at DA Vincent K Fabe. Uh, you can always follow us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, like we said. Um, we've even got a YouTube page where we post sort of video versions of these. Um, so if your your deal is watching a little thing that looks like a waveform of us talking but not actually seeing us, uh, you can always do that. Um, uh, while you're there, ease of us. we need we need to make like like caricatures that I can put on it that look kind of like us but enough to protect our identities. Well, I mean, you think you think you think you want to go to the county fair next year and have some caricatures made of us? 
Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll just get on Fiverr. Anyways, if you all do go to our YouTube page, click that subscribe button, click the bell, because that helps us a lot, and give us our videos some thumbs up. Uh, also, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, whether or not you use Apple Podcasts to listen to us, hop on there, say you're a listener, and give us five stars, because that helps uh, it distribute us to more people as recommendations, uh, which the more people listen, the better off things are for us. Um, and then we've talked before about anchor.fm slash raw and order WBU having that little subscribe button there uh, to support us. You click that and you can pledge to give us as little as a dollar a month or as much as, I don't know, $10 a month, I think is the max that it has. Uh, just something to help us uh, so that we can do things like get better microphones, uh, get better equipment, uh, allows us to prioritize recording a little bit better uh, because this is not our job. This is our our hobby uh, and it's an expensive hobby and we'd love to continue doing it, but uh, but we, we might need a little bit of help and you can help us in all sorts of ways by doing that. But I think that is going to bring us to the end of this visit from the FBI. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it. And hopefully you join us again next week when we come back. Case closed. <laughs>